Welcome to the Shooting the Cue podcast, presented by Heat Riles Barbecue, with tips, tricks, and an inside look with some of the top pitmasters in the game. Now here's your host, Heath Riles. Hey everybody, welcome back to Shooting the Cue. I'm joined today with my lovely wife, Candace. How are you today, baby? I'm good, I'm good. You still wore out? I am, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I think both of us are still tired. Uh, you know, we just got back from Key West a, a couple days ago. This is day two of being back uh, to reality, and it sucks. Um, I don't know no better way to put it. it Glad to be back, but it sucks. Vacation slash not vacation, I guess. It's the tiredest vacation I've ever come home <laughs> from. Great scenery, but a lot of work. A lot of work, you know. For a good cause, though. For, hey, raising money, and we're still waiting to hear the final number. Yeah. Um, but for raising money for pediatric brain cancer, it was worth the sweating. I'll say that. A lot of sweating. A lot of sweating. Like a whole, whole lot. A whole lot. So to start off, we stayed at the Ocean's Edge Resort and Marina in Key West, Florida, yeah. which is a beautiful resort. Um, you know, great. Food was great at the restaurant. Cocktails were great, as we know. Yeah. Um, and we love the fact that we left right there from that marina to go fishing and whatnot. Yeah. So what do you think of the hotel and all that? I thought it was good. Um, I mean, I don't have any complaints about it. I just, I guess when you think of Key West, a lot of people think about beach. And we were more marina side, which was what we were there for, though. So yeah. it made sense. Yeah, you're right. A lot of people do think of the beach when they yeah. think of Key and West. And there's not beach area there. It, like I said, it's a marina. I mean, those people that stay there, I assume, are there to to fish and do yeah. that type of thing. There was a little about a maybe a, a 15-foot beach area oh, where I they rented the that. kayaks at right there behind yeah. us where we got the golf cart rental at behind the hotel there. Gotcha. You know where I'm talking about? If you come out our door and look, it was, it was okay. kind of right there. Kind of where we loaded on the boats, but it was on kind of right on the other side there. Gotcha. But no, was, I didn't see that. Yeah. Well, we arrived on Thursday, and the Invitational did not start until really Saturday. So we had Friday to kind of mess around, so we rented that golf cart. We had a captain's meeting Friday. Yeah, that later. evening. Yeah, I rented the golf cart. and That's crazy. You just, like, drive through the whole city on a golf cart going. I don't know how fast that thing went, but I know the cars were going way faster than us, and it was kind of terrifying. I mean, it would run 25, uh, you know, which still – um, I believe our golf cart needed like some steering stabilizers something. or something because it was like all over the road. It was the, the cart was drunk, and at that moment was we were it not the cart was drunk or the driver? Well, I didn't drive. I didn't drive either. I just I like drive. to say that. Not throwing any names out there. <laughs> no, I didn't drive. Me either. Not once did I drive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that day we went into a restaurant, and what was that called? Two Brothers Restaurant, or what? What was that? I think. I think no, we're the baby chickens. Two we're at friends, for lunch. two friends, two friends patio or and brewery. Like that. Right? It was a brewery, like a local brewery. Yes. They had really good beer. I do remember that. Yeah, that's where you had watermelon beer, passion fruit beer. I think it, yes, it was passion fruit, and had a red uh, amber ale, which was the best one actually. I had a martini. Yes, you did. Gin, extra martini. dirty. Gin martini, the only way to go, in my opinion. And then when we were sitting there waiting on the appetizer. Baby, and we're inside like this old remodeled house restaurant. Yeah. And it had a breezeway in, in between it. And here come the chickens inside the restaurant. So I think 
back up. Like, if you've never been to Key West, chickens are a thing. Like, they're everywhere. Roosters. Roosters, cocks, chickens, whatever you want to call them. They're everywhere. All throughout the city. Like, just everywhere. They're just running free. I mean, Rhode Island Reds were everywhere. <laughs> they were. And, like, you, so you were saying... They just came into the restaurant while we and were eating. They were pecking around. I couldn't help it. They were hungry. I couldn't help it. They were them a babies. Cracker, they were and little. they went nuts over that little cracker. Did they? And not? then what did you feed them? A uh, piece of chicken. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, I, just I wanted, mean, it was just small. What did you just say? It. I wanted. I you mean, to it feel was just guilty. small piece. Why would I feel guilty? They ate it though. They got to eat. <laughs> I'm not feeling guilty. What the hell's wrong with you? Feeling guilty about that? Should. I mean, they got to eat. Oh, gosh, you should. I mean, then we left there, and we went back, and we hung out um, at the resort. I believe in the bar is where we went to, where kind of everybody else was at before the captain's meeting that day. And then we went, and we had uh, – at the captain's meeting, we rolled over to – no, 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 we're still talking about the night before. So that night, we went to the docks, right, that Friday night after we went well, to – Well, you're uh, skipping around, but – you were already, yeah. My days gets mixed up. We yeah. were on island time. Everybody when we got ish. there, we did go eat at a restaurant. But then you were already talking about Friday, how we went to eat lunch that day during the day on the golf cart. That was on Friday. The yeah, day after and then we that night we took the golf cart to the docks. Remember? Hogfish, hogfish bar. We went to the hogfish bar. Was that Thursday? See, that yeah, was Thursday. I told you. I, the night I'm we got there, up. we went to the docks. Okay. The next day, we went to lunch, and then we went to the rum uh, distillery and had the captain's meeting. And then after that, we went and ate. Um, where did we go eat? Two friends. Two friends. Patio. Yeah, because it was late, and that was we were just kind of had to um, – Tried to find something near where we were, which it was not bad at all. It just now the rum distillery was pretty cool that we were at. It was, it was a neat, um, it was a neat looking area. It'd be neat to hold an event there. Yeah, it really was kind of antique and. Eclectic. But that's where we got to meet our. Well, I didn't meet our captain then. I think you said you saw. I him met briefly. Kelso. Then he introduced himself and yeah. all that. After kind of we got paired up. And he asked me if I was ready for a good time. And I was like, you really don't know me that well then. And so we met at the docks the next morning, ready to go fishing. And uh, absolutely had a blast with him. They sat down a pallet of beer, a pallet of water, a pallet of some other kind of drinks, a pallet of cocktails. And you could just get what you wanted for the boat. And so it was absolutely great when it come to that. They had ice machines right there at the dock. So everybody filled up and kind of loaded on boats. And we headed out going fishing about 8 a.m. I do wish we could have left sooner at daylight, but I think them trying to coordinate everything was the problem. Yeah. Um, you know, it was the reason they done an 8 a.m. start time. Um, but we had a great time. We didn't catch a barracuda or anything like that. Well, Carpin. back up a little. I mean, so you said Kelso. Kyle Kelso was our captain. Um, all water charters. All water charters there in Key West. And we were with him. Multiple days, not just the one day. And then, like you were saying, the pallets of beverages. I mean, those were sponsors of the event. Okay. It was Coors Light. Liquid Death was a sponsor. Um, All hands. Um, seltzers. 
It was like a seltzer. I'm sure we're missing some. I don't think we the drink bombs. Yeah, there were there were all different kinds of options. Several. <laughs> it was kind of too much to drink, and it was also Tito's vodka there. Yeah, Tito's was there as well. Plenty of it. Going out that day, I know we didn't catch a barracuda or tarpon, but I hooked a big lemon shark, which is great. About kill me, trying to get it to the boat, and then you immediately got on a nurse shark right after that. I can't really take the credit for catching it. I don't feel like I caught it, but I did reel it in. Um, I'm not sure. Well, we were dragging. Who really, bait. I think Kelso probably caught that one, and I just reeled it in. But you know, well, he picked the rod up to hand to you, but yeah. he was trolling it behind the boat. Yeah, that's right. That's you know, right. How it done? He just didn't want it to rip out of there. You know, he didn't know how big yeah. it was. But we had a great time. We come back to the bank, and of course, they tallied. Uh, fish as we went that's what i was about to say so that's kind of how the content the contest worked um for day one we we went out fishing and they had this app that they used and we had to log everything like take photos of the fish that we caught and um our captain did it for us so he had to take a photo and submit it on the app and that's how they caught up with every like kind of fish that everybody caught how many and tallied the points each fish you know like sharks were worth certain types of sharks were worth more than these smaller fish and that kind of thing you know and some of the more rare fish were worth a lot more points and all that and your second species of a fish was worth less points right and you could only catch like i think five max of a species it may have been less than that um but i think it was about five so we caught uh what grunts, mm-hmm. several species of snappers, all kinds. At lemon shark, a nurse shark. Um, it seems like I feel like we caught more than that, but maybe yeah, we, we did. We didn't. I don't think we wrote all of them down. Probably not, but I know we have footage of it. Yeah, a lot of footage, a lot of footage. Um, you know, I would love to have kept some of the fish to really cooked a, a fresh video for that, but I know down there we. We weren't able to do that and bring home, but I do have some fresh fish we caught. Previous uh, trip. Just four days prior, we were lucky enough to be in Orange Beach fishing, and um, and we caught some good snapper down there, and we have some yeah. snapper that we totally brought different. Totally fish different. Totally different. Totally different. We were bay fishing in Key West, and we were deep water fishing in, in Orange Beach, uh, which are two totally different types of fishing, but that was your second fishing trip, Key West, and the week prior being in Orange Beach. So you tell me, do you like... Deep sea fishing. Yeah, deep. do you I'm, like fishing deep water or do you like fishing the shallow water like we were at in the Keys? I mean, I like both, I think, honestly. Um, I've grown up fishing my whole life, but it's mainly been like big lakes or small lakes, you know, catfish, brim, bass, that kind of thing. Never really been out fishing on the ocean until recently. Um but I think both are exciting, and, and you get totally different types of fish because, you know, Key West, they have stuff that you're not going to, more than likely not going to catch in Orange Beach. Um, and, yeah, different different water depths and that kind of thing, and totally different boat experiences, too. Um, going out deeper, the water is definitely rougher to me, um, depending on the day, but... Like at Orange Beach? Yeah, like going out further. Well, going out the bay is, is real choppy going yeah. out at first, and then it kind of smooths out out there. But, yeah, it's not as smooth as Key West. And then was. I feel like Key West, I, it kind of took me back to, like, being our big local lake around here is Pickwick, and it's a big one, and it connects to Tennessee River, Tennessee River, all different kinds of channels and stuff. So I feel like 
I felt like I was on that lake or that river or, you know, it was just. I never felt like that when I was in Key West. I mean, you know, I, I mean, as far as the boat ride experience, yeah. like it wasn't crazy. It didn't make me sick. And, you know, it was a little choppy, but at well, that, times, but. That first day we went out fishing, the water was smooth as glass. We oh, couldn't yeah. ask for a better day that yeah. day. Now it was a little choppy, the, but it was like maybe one foot chops. It, it wasn't even bad. nearly, it, it really wasn't choppy. It was more of like riding into wakes from other boats and then yeah. like just hitting that but that happens on like no, pickwick and stuff too so first day of lobster season and when we got out there we knew why it was so choppy right because that it was, was boats lined up for miles yeah you know the next day out there on that reef barrier looking for lobster. so day two that's so day two we went with our same captain um and we went lobster diving i won't say we because i'll be honest I, I did not do it um, <laughs> you couldn't brag yourself to get off in shark infested waters. <laughs> well, so I was kind of, it wasn't even that. I, I guess I was kind of under the impression that lobstering was like three to five feet deep, going to get in, kind of stand up and do that. That is not what it is. That is not it. Um, also like Kelso brought a good friend of his, Jocelyn and, um, Jocelyn was very experienced in lobstering, and without her, I mean, I'm sure I think Kelso lobsters frequently as well. But he even said Jocelyn is better than him. She does it a lot, and she said she's been doing it since she was a kid. You know, and I mean, just to watch her trying to teach us, like it was amazing. And you have to be like an athlete. Like this is not for a fat boy and girl to just jump in and go diving and. Like, she, she was amazing at what she did. She was very awesome at what she did. We got some great underwater footage with the GoPros. Yeah. Uh, I got in the water, went down a couple times, a few times. But I'm going to tell you, when it got to where it was 10 and 12 foot of water, yeah. uh, I tapped out. Uh, just snorkeling. If we had a tank, it would have been a little bit different. But I have not done anything like that since my early 20s. <laughs> and, yeah, it is a Total different, especially the way what got me was the current was really strong. And so you could dive and then you could pop back up and you're 20 foot away from the boat already because the current was carrying you so it far. It was very strong that day. And um, even she said. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, I, I consider myself a very good swimmer and the current was, uh, was pretty good where we were at at certain points yeah. that day. Yeah, so, I mean, so I think total... So, to keep a lobster legally, it has to be a certain size requirement, and I believe it's three inches, and you measure that from between what, the eyes, eyes and the tail. To the back of where the tail starts. Yeah, so it's the like shell. their head, basically. Nothing to do with their tail. Um, so, that's the way the competition worked was we got cr- we got points for all the lobster that we caught, but we just couldn't keep the we, ones that were not legal. We kept. Eight. We had we eight that were legal. Thirteen. Yes. Is what we caught. So we threw five back because they were small. And the first place team caught fourteen lobster, yep. and that would have been Mister Stale Cracker himself. Yeah. Yep. And his team. And I can say that you know, knowing Justin, he's very athletic. Uh, you know, being a ex police officer, he stayed in very good shape. And let's face it, Stale Cracker is a hell of a you know, outdoorsman. Yeah. He grew growing up in Louisiana and, you know, doing the fishing and, and 
crabbing, and he said he was in Maine not long ago doing Lobster lobstering trap. and traps. But they run crawfish traps and stuff and noodle all the time. So I think talking about Maine and talking about these lobsters, that's a good point. These lobsters are different. They did not have claws at all. It was just... They were spiny. That Yeah, they were spiny. Um, you had to have on gloves to pick them up underwater or when you got to the top of the water to keep them getting poked. Right. Um, and, of course, as we know, they are a lot different cooked than a cold water lobster. They are. So I actually want... So let's back up before we get there. So the gist of that day was we caught our lobster as many as we could, kept what we could, threw it back, and then we went to a sandbar, and once all the teams had a time to be at the sandbar, and they had already set up um, green eggs for all the teams and tents, and it's like in the middle of the water. I mean, and we'll show some pictures just for reference. We had to get out and walk up on this sandbar, a good, you know, three tenths of a mile, maybe to where we were cooking at three. And so let's say when we got there, this water was. Around our ankles. Where we docked a boat at. Yeah. And we had to walk up. And then, okay, you're right. So where we walked up onto the sand, there was no water at that time, like, touching our feet. We were just on sand, and that's where the little green eggs were for everybody. So then that's when we get into bringing the lobster. We had to clean the lobster. They bring out beer. And for the people that didn't catch a lot of lobster, they brought out a cooler lobster. Yeah, they had extra. Um they brought out 100 pounds of shrimp, a loco yeah. boiler, started boiling shrimp right there on site on a sandbar. They brought Wagyu steaks from RC Ranch, uh, yeah, had big true. tomahawks out there. Uh, and so everybody carried a little seasoning with them and some butter. And they actually, the W Sauce guys put together like a pantry and it had some butter and some garlic, herbs, mm-hmm. some pans, some foil. You know, a few odd things you would need out in the middle of nowhere to really cook those lobsters. And we all carried a little bag with us, a Yeti bag. It had a few seasons and stuff in it, a Yeti bucket. And, and so it all worked out great. But four hours' time, was it between four and five hours we were there? And by the time we left, and like I said, we'll throw a picture up, water had got to almost the top of my knees and was probably four to five inches from the bottom of the green eggs. Yeah. From the last picture, they took all the tents up. There was a couple grills still sitting there, right? And me and Matt Pittman was talking, and then uh, we started. Everybody started gathering up for one big picture before we left, uh, and the water was up almost our ankles. So to be twenty miles out, you know, offshore on a sandbar, and water rise up while you're sitting there cooking lobsters, uh, it's by far the the wildest, most beautiful, intense thing that I've ever been involved with with barbecue. I've considered myself to – I've been to Hollywood to shoot commercials. I've been uh, to other countries to cook barbecue. But 20 miles offshore, cooking lobster in crystal clear, beautiful blue water was absolutely amazing. It was crazy. It was It, it was still definitely runs chills an, up my arm. It right was an now. experience. I mean, it, it, was, it was crazy. Well, and the best thing about the whole thing to me – that was just the second day, you know. And so we wrapped that up. We loaded the boats up, went back. And on the way back, we got caught in a rainstorm. Well, back up. So we where we were going with that was how the lobster is different. I don't think we ever finished oh, yeah. that small part. But if you want to talk, I mean, it's just. So, I, you know, we dissected our lobsters and we split the tails down where I could grill them in half. But the warm water lobster tails are 
going to be a little bit more tough. Yeah. Uh, they're not as um, so I, I tasted it and I'm chewy. like, this is tough. This is chewy. Well, then Jocelyn um, tasted it. She was like, this is not like this is awesome. I like, cooked this it is to perfect. like 130 to 135. All of them, they was yeah. dead money. When it's I pulled just them. different texture. Different texture down there on those types of lobsters. Um, now I did not get any of it, but you know Max. Oh yeah, I watched him film that um, video. He brought a main lobster with him from the mainland out in the cooler and done a video side by side Comparison. of both while we were there. Yeah. Um, and which Matt was my first time meeting Max, the meat guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, great, nice guy. great guy, uh, great guy. Got he has a inspiring story of how he come about, and uh, it's just amazing to see so many people. Come on the scene in barbecue and cooking in so many different ways, I guess. Yeah, he was a really nice guy. Um, he also was generous enough to give us some of his, his jerky to try. And I still have not tried all of them, but I even told him that day I tried the the chicken buffalo one. For one, I don't think I've ever had a chicken jerky. I know that they make all types of other jerky, but I don't know that I've ever had chicken or buffalo. But um, it was great. It was very, it was very good. good jerky. It was good. And I'm picky. I, Heath can tell you I, I eat jerky a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was great. You know, all right, so we leave the sandbar. Yep. And we get about halfway back, and we notice that it's just straight rolling down rain. Kelso turns around and goes, we ain't got but one choice has to go through it. Got a man up. So what do we do? We – uh. Put the slingshot down. I think we started passing boats in. He he put it down, and we started plowing through it. And We luckily got on the outside edge of it and kind of beat it, to be honest with you. I think some of the people behind us got a lot more worse than what we did. Uh, but we did plow through it and get back to sunny weather real quick. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I've been in been in rainstorms like that on a boat before. but Almost sunk for, a couple, haven't we? For those that haven't, like, it hurts. Um if you're going in a boat in the rain, like, is just pelting you. Um, for your, Of course, you know, my lovely husband's on the back of the boat, you know, safe area, and I'm up front taking. You chose where to seat. <laughs> you wanted the cushion yeah. ride, so you got the cushion ride. It was not a cushion ride up there, but okay, if you say so. He's sitting in a lovely cushion seat like a recliner in the back. Um, but yeah, I was I, sitting on a cooler. I don't think it was a cushion seat. It almost caused me to have a hemorrhoid. Oh God. <laughs> so shut up. Nobody wants to know. All right. So day three after the day two of lobster diving. And I think after the lobster diving, did I wind up in the pool? Yes, you did. And you had to keep referencing well, me. Well, so the plan was that when we all got back from lobster diving, they actually had a, like a cigar um, tour, tour of a, a cigar factory. Yeah. Of a cigar factory. And the last I knew we were all going, you know, and that was going to be, I think at like five thirty is when the, the buses or shuttles were leaving for that. So I was like, well, you know, it's already four o'clock. I better get ready. So I'm up in the room getting ready and you know, five thirty comes and goes and you know, I we did not to, go to the cigar. Factory. I didn't make it to the room. No, you didn't. Uh, I happened to get caught uh, in the pool with Chad Ward. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. And and the Miller Lights and 
and everything else was flowing. And we forgot all about the cigar factory. It just didn't happen that way. We never made it to that cigar factory. Well, I was hungry, so I was ready to go somewhere. So that's that's when we left and we went somewhere to get something to eat, right? Yeah, you finally came to the room and we all got ready and went to... Um, that's when we went to the Hogfish Bar, right? No, we went to the Conk Republic. Yeah, the Conk Republic, that's right. <laughs> I don't know what you're... T- like, did you go on another trip that none of us were on, like, in your mind? What, what yes, did you do while, I, while I we were there? Out, I hung out with this dude. He was wild the whole time. Ricky. Ricky. I know. Ricky. I tried to tag him on uh, social media. But he don't have a he's Facebook got his page. Privacy settings on. Yeah, he's he, yeah, a Facebook page. He don't like being seen online. He's one of them types of guys. Mm. You know. But back to the news reporting. News reporting. Back to, so we went to eat that night, and then the next day was the barbecue contest. Yes. Yes. But at the Conk Republic, we were sitting oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked up and I seen this gentleman. And I looked over at Candace and I said, he was an older gentleman, bald head, mustache, and he had on this Hawaiian shirt and flip-flops, you remember? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know him from anywhere. And I looked at Candace and I said, yep, that's going to be me in about 10 years right there. I mean, he had a great-looking family, you know, a beautiful wife. I mean, everything and his kids and everything were older. And come to find out, the guy walked up. His daughter goes to school to Ole Miss. He's from Africa. Owns, South Africa. South Africa. Owns 26 restaurants in Africa, a sauce bottling company, and makes America's, what he considered America's best sweet Thai chili sauce and chutney. We have some bottle. We should have brought that bottle, but yeah. I know. And both his products are phenomenal. So I'm going to have to say that Heath and Candace are going to have to start selling them on their website yeah. because they are that good, without a doubt. So his his wife, Tess, was actually generous enough. We started talking, you know, about different – I guess their son knew who you were. They He saw you and knew who you were, and that's when they introduced themselves. Um, but his wife actually left the restaurant and was like, I, I want you guys to have this. And so she left while we were eating, went and got us three bottles of the chutney and three bottles of the – Sweet Thai chili sauce. Yeah, and brought it back to us to try it's actually called Drosco sauce. And so, really unique name, uh, really unique people. I like them. I can't wait to get together with them again. Uh, and they have a house at Key West now that they live in. Like I said, their daughter. I think it's just in Florida. I don't think it's in Key West. No, they have one in Key West and one in Florida. Well, they were renting the one they were at. She said. And uh, like I said, his daughter goes to school at Ole Miss here. Yeah, uh, which was pretty cool. He knew where Oxford was at, and that's not but yeah. about forty minutes from us here. Yeah, so really, really um, huge networking event. We also got to hang out. We met uh, for the first time John McLemore and his son, and they their family started Master Built Smokers back in the day, and eventually had the Kamada Joe distributorship and was purchased by Char Griller. And uh, John, phenomenal guy, great story. I can't wait to sit down with him. Um, met another gentleman um, that was in the beer business previously, mm-hmm. um, and they're partnered up now, and they own RC Ranch, which is a Wagyu beef farm in mm-hmm. Texas. They have an incredible story, still work animals. You know the cowboys do, like back in the day. And I can't wait till we get out there and kind of show some farm-to-table stuff. We're going to be going to Texas you know, soon, of course. 
of course, I might have to kill a. Of course, I might have to uh, go hunting while we're out there in Texas, and uh, you know I love them deer. Yep. And um, but I can't wait till we get back out there and see some of that. That's going to be really good going to Texas now, meeting those guys. Um, Met a lot of people. I mean, while we were there. Yes, the, the Mel. <laughs> yes, uh, Mel from Canada, dark side of the group, was <laughs> one of the great, most entertaining guys you will ever meet. Full yes. of life. Uh, yes. You know, we hung out with Tim Van Dorn, Bama Grillmaster, uh, of course, Justin Stellcracker, uh, Ryan Lane from Lane's Barbecue. Uh, I never have been around Ryan, but I can tell you, great guy. He's going to be coming on the show before it's over. He's going to fly over and come in office here and be on live instead of doing it over a Zoom. Matt uh, Pittman was there. Chad Ward was there. Um, Cosmo, Cosmo was, was there. there. Um, Tone. Yep, Tone. Um, Max the meat guy, we said that. It's so many um, people, a lot of grim- people from Bickering Egg, Barbecue Buddha. Blazing Star. Blazing Star, Mike. Um, I'm it, sure we're forgetting some people. Oh, I know we're forgetting people. But, there, I mean, there were all kinds of people there. Oh, uh, the guys from Brigity Bomb. Mm, yes. JJ and JD. And Thank them. you, Landon, for taking me to the store. That's right. Great <laughs> guys. You know, you can't beat those Texas guys. You think about all the guys from Texas. And how hospitable they are. And not saying that other people are not. Yeah. But you look at the guys that come from Texas, they bring a different culture with them when they come. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're there to have a damn good time. Yeah. A big time. And uh, you, you can't fault them for that, which is great. Meet Dave was there. Oh, can't Meet believe Dave. we would forget that. Oh, just wait <laughs> till the video comes out. So, we were fortunate enough to film just about everything we done. And there happened to be a belly flop contest. Now, where we were cooking at on Monday, they sectioned off two pool decks with a bunch of barbecue guys and give us a pool to hang out at to get in. We needed while it. While we were cooking. It was hot. Oh, it was. I was in the pool every 15 minutes. No doubt. Flip something on the green egg, shut the lid, and go back to the pool. You had to. You had to. It was humid. But being on the side of that pool deck, they had, you know, the bar set up. Everything was flowing. It was just a good time for people to come out, sample food. And we cooked. Uh, they give everybody four slabs of ribs, two whole Wagyu picanhas from RC Ranch, uh, four RC Ranch beautiful ribeyes. And uh, we all got some salmon. Uh, several people, I think, cooked some tenderloins and maybe they had some more lobster left they that grilled over. Lobster. But we were still grilling some of our other stuff. Uh, but everything turned out phenomenal. And uh, I had Matt Pittman's taco that he had. I did, too. I tried it. Crushed up, uh, flaming hot Funyuns mm-hmm. on. And I will tell you, with a horseradish sauce yep. and a chopped up picanha, was very, very good. Different and so good. It was good. Um, you know, just so many different and unique dishes. And so so the contest kind of worked like the, like you had to turn in the four items that you mentioned, but then you also – what was left over, you kind of served to the people who had paid to attend this event. Um, and you, they had boxes set up, and we collected tokens, kind of like a people's choice type deal. So we turned in, we were judged, and then we were judged by the general public as well is kind of how that worked. So this was an all-day thing, as you can imagine, because, you know, cooking started off turning in the ribeye, like you said, and then – just, I think the last thing we turned in was the ribs. So, you know, it was an all-day. All-day event. All-day event outside at the pool. And 
we had a lot of time, and that's when it turned into belly flop contest. And Dave somehow had on USA Speedo Speedos, and he had on shorts, and so he got everybody the crowd to start chanting USA, and then he yeah. dropped his pants. And there they were. And there were the Speedos. And then he proceeded to. No, not the first time. Yeah, the second time. That was the, like, final round. Yeah, the final round of the belly flop contest, he proceeded, since he made the final round. He did. To pour a bottle. Fireshire. Of Fireshire Fireshire W sauce over his body, rub it in, spank himself, and dive in the pool. He didn't dive. He belly flopped. Belly flopped. Which was totally awesome. And would you expect anything else from a man no. that tours on a comedy tour? No. I mean. He he killed it. He killed it. He did. He won. Uh, no, actually, John McLemore, I think, won the well, whole belly flop. But he, he dove up in the air and got a good one. That's true. He did. Because they were saying no running, but he got up on. No, that was a guy from Oh, Hershey that's Ranch. right. That was somebody else. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Heath would not enter the belly flop contest. We all tried, but he he judged it. I judged it, commentated. A few people need to eat a few more skillets of cornbread, but it was all good. You know, but doing all that, uh, turning in everything, um, and then they started to do awards. And we did not hear our name called. We were not there to be serious. I'm going to be honest. We were there to have a good time, raise money. Uh, and so after everything got put together, um, you know, Bama Grill Masters, Dark Side of the Grill, TFTI Barbecue, uh, they were like part of the W Sauce team is what they made up because all of them had different. Were uh, from different areas. Different areas and stuff. And they actually won the event. But I will say Mel done a great job outworking the crowd, <laughs> uh, you know, getting people to their booth and drop their tokens. It, done a great job. And Tim and him killed it with food, cooked some incredible dishes. Uh, you know, what can I say? Yeah. I mean, great time. So I think that um, Burton said at the end that just that day, like of the barbecue contest, $25,000 was raised. But that was not the total that it was going to take them some time to get all that. But that was just what they knew right at that time. And this was like right then. So I'm sure – We'll eventually get a total of what they were able to raise for pediatric brain cancer. <clears throat> it was all a great event. They say next year they're going to double the event, double the amount of teams. Um, and if they do that, it should be a wild time. Yeah. Um, this year for be thrown together in three months, I thought they'd done a great job. Yeah, they did do um, a great job. They had a few hiccups from a f- couple of vendors, but it was not their fault. Yeah. Just the vendors didn't follow through with everything they were supposed to do, and uh, we've all been there before that. Uh, but Overall, they made it work no matter what uh, happened. It, you know, they, they made it come together. Um, again, it was the event was put on by Bear and Burton. Um I'm not going to leave Jen out, Bear's wife, because that lady was constantly hustling. So oh, she was a hustler. Bear, Burton, and Jen. Um, yeah, she worked her tail off. I watched her every day running around doing stuff. So, And I'm sure it was more than oh, just yeah. those three. I'm not trying to exclude anybody. But well, what, uh, Elliot. 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 Um, also did, like I said, I'm not trying to exclude. I'm and Mike sure D. Mike D. D jumped in there, and he was all over stuff nonstop. And uh, Mike D. used to kind of 
what was his official title at Memphis in May at one time? I don't know his official title. He's just always been Mike D. He know. was Mike D, the man. If you needed something, Mike D took care of it. It was simple as that. And that's the way kind of he was in Florida. He was yeah. all over everybody making sure they had meat and they got everything they needed and are you good or this and that. And it wouldn't even – he had – I don't – I think he volunteered with them, but he was just <laughs> – you know, that's Mike D's attitude. Yeah. He's a team player, 110%. Yeah. And he was going to be sure he's the last one to fly to Key West that day. He sure was. He didn't want to miss anything. He, he took the last flight and wanted to drink the whole time before he got on an airplane. Can't blame him there. I think we had a few of those cocktails ourselves on the plane. Well, everybody's flight got delayed as we were leaving. Um, we were only delayed by like, well, it was supposed to be an hour, but I think it ended up being more, but. We got home. Some people I don't think got home the day that they were supposed to, but hopefully everybody's home safely now. Yeah. Well, hopefully by the end of the week, we will have our travel vlog video out, um, which should be kind of recap this whole trip. We captured a lot of amazing footage. Our team is working on everything now, but of course going through that amount of data that they collected is going to take a minute to put it all together and make it really look good. We hope, uh, I'm sure everything was going to turn out great with it, and we hope you guys love the video that we put together because it's some good times, some good laughs in it. Uh, and I know it's going to be good when everything's said and done with it. Uh, you know, and everything that Baron Burton done, raised all the money for pediatric brain cancer, everybody coming together. Um, me personally, I can't wait to be a part of next year's event. Um, I've already made notes of what I need to do differently and, and everything else. So it's going to be a, a, a great time no matter what. And I just can't wait till next year. Yeah. Me either. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Who turns down going to Key West for anything? Not many people. That's for sure. I know Ricky liked it. For sure. <laughs> well, be sure to join in next week when we have another episode. We'll be coming back with you, shooting the cue, folks. Hope you enjoyed everything. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Shooting the Cue podcast. If you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels or through our website. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Leave us a review if you enjoyed the show. Until next time, keep shooting the cue.